And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. And alert the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. Track drunk and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Country music and fine moonshine. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. A podcast for everyone in the good old USA and all around the world. Over there, over there, send the word, send the word over there. Quality booze and country music at its best. So you're saying, can you set my country music award on fire? The music... Nice and loud. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to a 11, exactly. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. It's just swimming with bow-legged women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well... My advice to you... Start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun, even for you non-drinkers. Y'all want to drink whiskey? <laughs> I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean glass. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. As always, I am Jim. I am super excited for you to hear this conversation um, with Everett. As you know from the title of the episode, Everett is here. Um, This is a big deal for me. This is a huge deal for me, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, It's a big deal because they are a group... That has done something that nobody else on this show has done before. Um, they have played inside the circle. And for those of you that don't know what I mean by that, they have played the Grand Old Opry. They made their Opry debut back in January. Um, then they played again in March. And they've just recently played this past weekend at the Opry again. So three times in the last, what? three or four months that's incredible that's absolutely incredible it's a testament to them and their music um i'm a big fan of this this duo they have songs and eps out that rival to me some of the you know quote-unquote mainstream stuff that is out there um they do a version of one of my favorite all-time songs from one of probably the greatest movies of all time, and that's Man of Constant Sorrow. Um, for those of you that don't know, it was on the um, the soundtrack to Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I literally almost just forgot the name of the movie. It's one of my favorites. How could I have forgotten that? Um... They do a great, great rendition of that song. I actually, you know, I had mentioned it in 
the conversation you hear it, it's probably one of my more favorite renditions of the song that I've ever heard. Um, they've released a new tune, Gonna Be a Problem, not too, too long ago. It's also our song of the day today. It, that will be announced later if you haven't already seen it. Um, you know, they have some great stuff out that you really shouldn't miss. They have um, Kings of the Dairy Queen parking lot, Side A, that came out in 2020. Man of Constant Sorrow, like I noticed. Gonna Be a Problem just came out. Gonna Be Okay came out in 2020. Slow Roll, the Slow Roll EP came out in 2018. These guys have been around. Um, and I really, really feel like, and I might be going on a limb here, they may be our very first members of the Grand Ole Opry. I really have a feeling that this group will be Opry members before too long. I think it's just a testament to them and what they're doing. Um, so thank you guys so much for being on this show today. Um, it was a great experience to to be able to hear about, you know, they're coming of it's they're really coming of age, um, and how they've you know battled some obstacles, and you're gonna hear it all here. Um, so I don't want to give too too much away. So um, Brent and Anthony, thank you both so much for being on this show. I you know I, I I'm at a loss that you guys join me here today for this show it, it's it's huge to me you know you guys are very sweet and very kind to me um for those of you that don't know um i mean nobody really knows i guess um the story goes like this i had reached out to everett you know just as just on a whim just to uh say hey i love your stuff you know would love to have you on the show and you know we were fortunate enough to be able to set it up that we could so, you know, thank you to Everett and their team and everybody behind the scenes for making this happen. Um, before we get into the show, as always, I want to thank all of my friends, uh, CMV Music Network, Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company, um, Soul Authentic, Matthew Allen Photography, uh, Chocolate Whiskey Discs, and Roxley Whiskey Stones, of course. Um, thank you all so much for everything you've done. Before we hit the uh, before we hit the episode, here is uh, a little word to our to our big friends here over at CMV. So enjoy the show, and we'll talk to you on the other side. Cheers. I also want to say a big thank you to our friends over at CMV Music Network for sponsoring today's episode and helping us bring it to you. Always remember CMV Music Network. So where musicians come to play. Hello, hello. Hello, how's it going? What's going on, guys? How are you? Doing well. Doing well. We're just, we had a little trouble. We're like, what are we doing here? <laughs> With the app. Couldn't figure out the app. We got it. All right. I, I, I have that feeling every day when I wake up of what am I doing? <laughs> so I get it, guys. So first and foremost, Everett is here. Thank you guys so much for, for being on the show with me today. Hey, thanks for having us, man. It's good to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, a quick little rundown so you guys get a gist of what's going on. This this show is all about you. You know, I want you guys to tell me Finally. how you started, where you came from. You know, you're not going to hear much from me. I'm going to interject with some questions as the conversation goes, but I really want you guys to shine on who you are, how you are, 
and you know where you're going love it awesome man let's do it so so the floor is yours guys we are everett with an e on the end if you're wondering my name is anthony olympia and i'm brent rupert and uh, we've actually been friends for about 16-ish years, 15 or 16 years, long enough to hate and then love each other again. <laughs> um, but yeah, we uh, we got together uh, as friends just kind of playing music and writing songs. And I guess out of nowhere, one day we were like, we should we should maybe try to do this for real. And uh, that's kind of where the journey all began it was music and actually over <laughs> a six pack of Blue Moon and a box of, I guess, Marlboro Lights. <laughs> We've dropped some bad habits over the years, thankfully, but uh, picked up a few new ones. Picked up a few new ones, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we we met, and then we decided to go to Bowling Green, Kentucky, where that's kind of where we cut our teeth and all the honky tonks there, and started off with a, a clever band name, Brent and Anthony. Oh yeah. Um, Ooh. Yeah, and then that's a good uh, one. Yeah. yeah. Then it was just me and Anthony at the time uh, playing our acoustic guitars in these pubs and honky tonks and stuff. And and then we decided to put uh, a full band together and we had a band called Easy Street at another, the time. Another great band name. Another, yeah, you can call it <laughs> great, good and terrible. Uh, and then um, me and Anthony decided to, to just move on to Nashville from, from there. And... Uh, you know, when you get to Nashville, you start walking through uh, doors that are opening up for you. And then, um, so that's what we were doing. We both got busy. And that's kind of where our paths uh, departed a little bit. You know, we were roommates uh, in Bowling Green, Kentucky, finishing up school, playing the bars. And then we were roommates in Nashville, too. Um, and even though we were hanging out, you know, drinking some Jameson whiskey here and there. Uh, class. Brent kind of, he, he ended up getting a publishing deal in town. Um I say fairly quickly, you know, compared to a lot of people's story, uh, he got, he got traction fairly early on, probably because he smells so nice and can sing like an angel. <laughs> uh, and it's all the all natural deodorant I use, <sighs> you know, and, and my path was a little bit different. I'm Anthony talking, but my path was a little bit different um, where I, I started doing, I, I started doing landscaping on the side to help pay the bills and doing the sideman work. And that was where we weren't really in a band together anymore. And uh, as the years progressed, you know, I kind of, I got in a publishing deal and, writing with other artists and playing with uh, this person, that person, still jamming with Brent and his band, his solo artist days, back when he used to speak of himself in third person. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Brent Rupert says to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we started to miss each other, you know, more or less. I think, you know, we weren't jamming as often, you know, making our music together. It was like, you know, I was, we, we were still writing songs together, but it was kind of like for his project or for mine or this thing or whatever. It wasn't like a, a group effort for the group and so we decided to to get the band back together and that's how everett was born yeah now can i ask i don't mean to jump in but um it, it sparked a question now when when you guys get to town and you know you kind of start to go your separate ways does a level of resentment build in that you know i i think in any any uh relationship their animosity is inevitable you know right um but I think we're one thing that's been great about I, I feel like us having each other, we've always had each other's back, you know, and anytime there's a struggle or a, a time where you think like, man, I don't know if I can do this anymore. We were always there for each other. So even though there were probably moments of like, you know, a little bit of, you know, like, like even happily married couples bicker, um, yeah, yeah. we would bicker at each other. Um, but like, I think 
because we had gotten over so many mountains together, we could respectfully, you know, slap each other around. Yeah. So let me ask you from your times in Bowling Green, Kentucky, which to me, it's news that there's a music scene there um, to Nashville, to moving to Nashville to today. What, what kind of timeline are we talking here? Um, we were in Bowling Green, Kentucky for four years. Yeah. We moved down there in 2007. Yeah. We've been doing, we've been playing music a long time in different configurations and forms and sure. uh, styles and all the above. But um, we were there for four years and then we moved to Nashville in 2011, I think. Yeah. 2011 or 2012, somewhere around there. And, yeah. 2011. And uh, yeah, that, that we, uh, Bowling Green was very different back in those days. And then, you know, back in 2007 to 11, and then definitely Nashville was very, very different in 2011. You know, we're talking 11 years ago. I think, yeah. Nashville, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. But did, Bowling Green scene was amazing back then. I, I, I don't really know what it's like now. We haven't been back there in a bit. But, you know, you have Cage the Elephant, uh, Sleeper Agent, a lot of great, you know, rock, indie rock bands. Sam Bush. And, yeah, Sam Bush. Uh a lot of just great music has come out of there. As far as like w when we got there, it was it felt a little more like the college rock was the what everybody was digging, and the DJs were kind of moving in. And uh, I think the college rock thing was starting to kind of get squeezed out. But we were, we came in and started playing country music, and people were like, "Oh yeah, we like that too." And it, <laughs> it took off, man. It like I don't know, it, it was really crazy. Like it went from I remember we played at a bar that had just opened; they had like nobody there. And in a matter of weeks, it was packed on the nights that we were playing. They were like, can we book you every night? You know, and we had to start for the first time in our lives. We had to say no to things <laughs> or instead of them saying no to us. <laughs> right. Right. Now, now that's incredible. You know, really, you know, you guys having the long history that you have and, to, you know, be as Everett now and the success that you've had, you know, does it surprise you? Um, I think... Yes, it does. I mean, you, you're talking about. It's, it's, it's also okay to say no. <laughs> are you saying? Are you asking? Uh, does it surprise us some of the success we had? We've had. Yeah, like. Years? Yeah, like as yes. as every and the the success that you've had together. Does it surprise you? That's a great question. It is. I mean, yes, in in a sense, there. Yes and no. Let's let's put it that way. I, okay. I'll explain the yes first. The yes is we recently did our Opry debut. And uh, we did have the conversation of like, there's just a little piece of us going like, you dang right. We've put in a lot of hours. Like, yeah, we're yeah. doing an Opry debut and there, but there's the other half of going like, I cannot believe we're standing here at the Grand Ole Opry in the circle playing this historic stage. Like it, it's, you can't quite wrap your mind around it. Um, and, and it, and it definitely, sent flashbacks of all the places we played it was a milestone that just made you look back and you're pretty emotional about it just going like man we put in a lot of hours and and to be honest with you we have so much fun <laughs> doing this that like um sometimes it does feel like work but when, when we're playing music and writing music and making music it doesn't feel like work work feels like you know the trap the travel we we get paid to travel. I think somebody said this, some classic country artists. We get paid to travel and, and play music for free. <laughs> yeah. 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 About the success real quick, too. I, I think, you know, had, had we been younger and um, 
we've i feel like what i'm trying to say is like i don't mean to sound like a cocky or anything mm. but like brent said we ha- we really have put in so much work and we've heard no so much even you know in nashville especially you get, you get told no a million times to hear one yes but i think as we get a little older and get a little more comfortable with ourselves and what, what it is that we're trying to say what kind of music we're trying to make who we're trying to sing to and write for i think it's more about that message than it is about the success you know what i mean about right. like successfully portraying what we're trying to do getting that that's the success and when people are going like that's when it's like okay we're doing it you know what i mean those are the real milestones and it's always the people that keep us going you know what i mean but people will let you know like your fans and and people in nashville your family members um we've had so much support of people during the really low times just going like you got to do this you got this this is what you're supposed to be doing and and it really does feel that way. It feels like we're in a spot where it's we are doing what we're supposed to do, and uh, how high that rises is not up to us at the moment. So we're just going to ride it till it bucks us off, I guess. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny to me because so I discovered you guys through my buddy Aaron over at Gaining Fest on Memphis. And, oh yeah, you know, he, we love he him. raves raves about you guys like raves so you know he's on drugs (laughs) (laughs) you know and then you know he's posting all about you know how you guys are making your opera debut and i'm like who the hell are these guys so i inevitably you know go into the catalog and start listening and then i was i was like oh my god country music is back oh man it was it was a you know, I've read some things about you and I, I want to talk a little bit about it. But first, I want I need to mention the Opry thing because you guys are, you know, the first guests here on the Boots and Whiskey podcast that have played inside the circle. So thank you for for being the first. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's super cool for me. Like, you know, I was telling my wife, I'm like, I've got a I've got a group that that was on the Opry and played in the circle. <laughs> and, and she's like, OK, you know, and I'm like, no, this is a big deal. <laughs> yeah man Um, thanks for saying that yeah but you know so you know and i've really like really dove deep into your music and it's just i'm not kidding it's a breath of fresh air it's got that you know you know i might be talking out but this is how i see it and hear it is that you know it's like bluegrass and modern country and all of those sounds together and it just works it's absolutely incredible that's great, dude. man. Thank you for saying that. We we're uh, pretty proud of this last record we made, and um, those kind words make us feel good, man. Yeah, sure. So how how did the Opry how did that how does that happen? Uh, you have to pay them a million dollars. I you know I was gonna ask. How much, how much, who did you have to pay? <laughs> well, uh, I, I, to be honest, I don't know the exact details of how it happened, and we got a phone call from uh management or text i think maybe uh, just saying like hey you guys want to play the opry and we were like uh yeah (laughs) and uh it it was kind of like well we're working on that and uh somebody reached out to them and and there was still a part of me going like well it's not gonna happen like you know it's maybe they're just blah 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 but it did man they they said yeah let's you're on on this date and and it was a magical night i'll tell you even crazier man like so that was saturday january whatever i can't remember what day it is anymore but like 
the following Monday, our manager texts like, "Hey, you ready for your next Opry date?" It's like, uh, "Excuse me, what? yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're we're playing again in March." So that's awesome. Well, now, and that's a testament to you guys. You know, it's got to be. You know, they're not going to have you do a debut and then have you back a month later if you know you suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. You know, so I mean, that's great. You know, that's great. You know, um, so I. I don't know if this is true or not, but when they, when you make your debut and they, they do all that stuff, um, they don't broadcast it live that night, right? You, they see it, they send it out later. Is that true? It's the first hour they don't. And then the second hour when all the, like the all art, the, big... the artists that matter. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I'm I would not... say you matter, but I'm kidding. I'm not sure. Uh, because I had a lot of friends and family who couldn't make it, who listened to us live on 6:50 a.m yeah okay um, yeah i because i know you know there's another you know a few other artists you know that had made their debut and you know over the last couple of weeks it's it's been finally i guess released to the general oh. public on circle so they mm-hmm. do a it's called my opry debut where they have like a i guess it's like a documentary crew that follows you like literally from the moment you pull up there the camera's on the microphone's on they're like all right do do something right <laughs> yeah and, uh, <laughs> yeah we had camera crew around us the whole time i was telling so they they let you uh so when you go inside they they film you walking on the stage before the audience gets there and you get to have kind of a moment and step in the circle and um yeah they were they were filming that whole deal and i was i was kind of a, i was emotionally drained before we even got up to perform because it was such oh, an emotional sure experience you said something really cool that night i remember when we had walked onto the stage you know and uh we were standing right outside the circle and the camera's on us and the producer's like all right you know you guys uh take your time but when you're ready uh step into the circle and brent looks at me goes i think we've waited long enough and and like one two three and we both stepped into it i was just kind of like hell yeah man (laughs) it was awesome man everything that you hear about the opry is true Oh, I'm sure. You know, we've, you know, my wife and I were fortunate enough to do, you know, the behind the scenes tour when the last time we were in Nashville. And, you know, even me as a non-musician, you know, got goosebumps standing on that stage. So I can only imagine what it would be like to actually have a talent and have to and be on that stage. It was amazing, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about you guys and, and who you are, you know, and how you came to the name. Um, you know, I've read some things that I want to know if what I've read online is true. Um, did you guys really name yourself over after Oh Brother, We're Out There? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It it was kind of a, a slightly out of desperation. We had uh, no band name. You know, like we said earlier, when we were starting, we were kind of just getting things back to the basics, just me and Anthony kind of thing. And we had songs and we had uh label interests and stuff like that going on and we were in the studio recording the first round of stuff and we still had we didn't have a band name and uh we took a break and put on one of our favorite movies which was oh brother art thou and saw that the soggy bottom boys had a crazy journey like us to become the soggy bottom boys and uh you know george clooney's from kentucky and so are we and so his name on there is ulysses everett mcgill I believe it was the next day. Like, so, you know, finished up a late night in the studio. Then the next morning we were texting each other, like, what about, like, we both had the same thought. And I think that's when we knew, like, okay, 
yeah that's it and we had thrown out so many other terrible band names to our like uh publishers and people that we've been talking to and we're like what do you think about this and they're like yeah okay i don't know but we said everett they're like okay i love it you know so <laughs> it's hard man to come up with the band name that's the hardest yeah. part yeah, absolutely. I, you know, and that that's a, such a cool story because you know anybody that has seen that movie, you know, and and the way you guys play music together, it, it really does go hand in hand. <laughs> that's cool. That's awesome. I tell you what, uh, though, it, it does make it difficult when you meet people. Uh, you know, like we love to at the end of the show, we'll go out to our merch table, and I always feel weird saying our merch, <laughs> but uh, uh, we'll go out there and we, we want to meet everybody we can, whoever's there to hang out, and. Uh, I, I say half people go all right who's everett it's like we are well which one of yeah. these are? uh both of us <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah you know because before i really started to dig into you guys i was like oh they're just brothers and that's their last name like it's that's cool and then you know to really find out your story it's actually cooler than that awesome man i, I never thought it was that cool but now <laughs> i do since you said it, i think that's awesome I still, I still don't think it's that cool. <laughs> uh, so you guys, you know, you guys have released some, you know, really great EPs and some singles, and you know, you have your album out, um, "Kings of the Dairy Queen" parking lot, uh, side A. You know, so when's side B coming out? Side B, we don't have a date for side B coming out yet, but it will be this year. Um, we are going to release a song off of side B uh, in March that will be our um single awesome. so that'll come out and then right after that uh we'll we'll plan on side b side b is finished and ready to rock and roll we just got to get it to people's ears that's that's incredible that's really great because you know side a really is is great you know i i've been listening to it quite a bit over the last few weeks and it was you know it's one of those it's one of those albums you don't skip a song you know which is oh man which is great Thank you for saying that. I I love Side A, and I, I can't wait for Side B. I, I just listened to Side B recently for the first time in a while because it's been done for a minute. Yeah. And uh, I'm really, really excited about Side B. Now, what's that like for you guys to hear, you know, something you've put your blood, sweat, and tears into, and it be done and hear it before everybody else gets to hear it? What's that like? Do you, do you have a lot of nitpicking? Do you go, oh, shit, I should have did this, or we should have did that? You know, it's funny there. There's a uh, there's a ups and downs in the process. I feel like right when you track it, there's a golden moment, and then right when you get that rough mix, when nothing's edited, nothing is mixed. It's just kind of you can hear everything at least. I remember with this record, I heard the rough mixes just like kind of as they were kind of deal. And I remember I told Brent, I was like, "Dude, we did it. I think we did it." And then we sent it off to get mixed, and you know, I won't throw anybody under the bus. So I won't, won't mention your name, but it, it was. You know, mixing is an art of its own and, you know, kind of like having the right chef to cook your burger. Um, we needed the right person to be frying up our our record <laughs> and like, you know, to, to get it across the finish line. And it just wasn't quite the right vibe. And I remember thinking like, oh, my God, what have we done? Like and because uh, the, the engineer that mixed it is like amazing. And we but we really admire his work. And, and we ended up, um, I guess, get, getting the guy that uh, our buddy Ben Phillips, who was the engineer, the guy that pressed record in the studio. He had done such a great job with those roughs. We were like, it was pretty much almost there. Can you, can you just kind of take it the rest of the way? And he did. And it was fantastic. And then, then you get in the waiting period where like the, you sit into the label and like, 
you have to wait. And you're like, wait, well, should we have done this? Should we have done that? Should we, you know? So anytime there's waiting, there's definitely like a nitpicking that happens, but it's called part of the process. Yeah, for me, it, yeah. it just like Anthony, it, it it drives me crazy sometimes. I mean, you go through points where you're just so insecure about it for a minute for some reason, just because you're on the inside of it. And you heard it so many times, you know, the different mixes, the different, you know, you, you were there playing the instruments. You were there when you were writing the songs. You're on the inside. So you're never really sure how people are going to accept it or take it. You know what I mean? And and my hope is always that people can hear through hear our hearts through the music. You know what I mean? What we were trying to accomplish. Like, That's so sweet. It is sweet. <laughs> you know, but we got a song on there like Dang the Whiskey, which is a true story, and I hope it comes across as true. You know what I mean? And, like, things like that. I think, yeah. too, instrumentally, you know, Brent and I play guitar, and any chance we're allowed to turn it up a little bit, we do. And uh, we <clears throat> we told the band, we're doing a take the first song on Saturday, Can't Say No. It was just like, hey, let's just jam a little bit in the outro and see what happens. And uh, I think it was like the first or second take is what we kept. And I, speaking of insecurity, like when I heard that, that was one rough mix. I heard back the jam at the end and I was going, oh, is that okay? I'm out of tune. I'm out of time. Like, this is rough. And I remember telling Brent, like, I'm going to, we're going to have to work on this. This is not right. And he was like, well, I guess you cussed at me a little bit. But. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, this is the bad, this is, this right here is the baddest part of the record, in my opinion. I was like, no, we're, we're not touching that. Which I'm so glad. And I think, you know, having each other, it, it helps to have that. Because there are times when Brent's like, did I sing that okay? Did that sound all right? I'm like, yes. You know, of course. But, you know, after now, looking back, listening to Can't Say No, I'm like so proud of that moment. Because it feels like we're in the studio. It feels like that moment. It wasn't edited or beaten to death by, you know, fixing this, fixing that. It just feels like rock and roll, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, like I said, it's a great album. And it's, it. I, there's not much more I can say other than that because it's it's one of those things where if, you know you if you haven't heard this album, you you have to you know you really have to especially if you enjoy, you know what I would call authentic country music, you wow. know, because it's it's got it has it it has everything, you know I think a real country music fan would want in it you know I really do. Oh man, that means a lot. Yeah. So. You know, speaking of your music, you know, you just recently released your version of Man of Constant Sorrow, you know, which for me, forget, you know, forget your name, forget the link. This has been one of my favorite songs for years and years and years. Um, and, and you guys really made it your own. And I don't want to say you made it better because they're very different, but you might have made it better. Oh, <laughs> I don't know about that, but we, we sure had a good time making it. That's for sure. There was definitely a moment. I mean, when we launched into doing that um, and we did it all ourselves, you know, Yeah. But, uh, but we, when we launched into it, I was going like, what are we thinking? This is a huge song already. Like, why are we, why are we doing this? But then it was also luckily at the time I was going like, you know what? I mean, this is for like maybe a YouTube video or, you know, just like a little, a little recording, who knows what'll happen with it. And somehow like we got, you know, got it all done and started playing it for people who are like, oh my God, this is a single. And we're like, a do what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, it's... So what made you decide to do it? Well, we had... Uh, we, we've been playing it live for, for years. And uh, when we first got this band together and we were called Everett, we were writing with the original Everett, Dan Tominski, who sings the song on uh, Old Brother Art Thou. And uh, so we did a video with him 
just like a verse in the chorus of him singing it and me and Anthony singing harmony and playing along with him. And, uh, we posted that and, and people were loving it. And then, and then we posted a version where me and Anthony just did it ourselves. And every time we posted it, people were responding to it. And so, and we had some people messing, messaging us saying, you should record your version, blah, blah, blah. And so we did, we just pulled a trigger on it. That, and it turned out great. I hope so, man. I, I dig it. Yeah. Now, did you guys plan it to um, come out, you know, right around the same time as your upper debut? Was that on purpose? You know, that's a funny story, man. So we had the date planned for Man of Constant Sorrow. And then we also had a different Opry date that was supposed to be in the in November. In November. And I ended up getting the plague. Uh, the week that, um, not to make, sorry, I shouldn't make light of no, that. No, no, it's all right. It's okay. But, uh, <laughs> I guess if you can't laugh at, you know, the shit that, can I say shit? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 this, I tell everybody all the time, this is a not, you know, a potentially a not safe for work podcast and whatever happens, happens. I, I you know. Well, uh, but yeah, I, I got, um, I, I got Corona COVID and, um, we had to cancel it. Yeah, we had to, and I just. I was a little bit relieved, you know, because just all the plans that go into doing it, not so much, I didn't feel nervous about it, but it was kind of nice to have a little more runway to prepare. Like, yeah. get, I hate saying like social media stuff, but it's, it matters, you know, like yeah, preparing yeah. people for it and getting more runway. And I'm so glad that it worked out that way. I'm not glad that I got COVID because that sucked, but. Uh, yeah. And, and they gave us option date options to, to reschedule. And um, we, we picked the 29th um because because of the the song was going to be out the 28th so um january i guess we kind of uh kind of planned it once the uh new date was scheduled but mm -hmm. but not really yeah. no oh well that's that's great so did you guys have all of your you know blasted out on social media where hey we're making our opry day debut in november and then of yeah of course mm -hmm. yeah yeah, we had family bought tickets and you know, we had all this all the stuff lined up and then we go like, Never mind, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of a mess, but the, I will say the Opry was fantastic about it. Like everybody who had tickets to come see us, um, they just made a phone call to them and they switched it over to the new date and everything was smooth. So they're That's amazing awesome. over there. That's great. You know, I, I hear, you know, really great things about everybody, you know, the Opry family and how they you know, react and interact. And it's just like being at home. You know, I think that's great. It sure is, man. So I, you know, by the time this comes out, I'll be totally transparent with you. So when this comes out, it'll be April. We're doing a whole thing for women in country music in the month of March for women's history month. Um, mm -hmm. That's why this will be delayed a little bit. Nothing against you guys. Uh, <laughs> it was just the plan. Um, but now you guys have a tour or just had a tour with Brothers Osborne. Now, how did that all come to be? Well, um, it's, it's funny, man. Like, I feel like um, when we were get we started getting good news and more good news came after that. We, um, we played the Opry and right, right before we were playing the Opry, we got a message from our manager saying, Hey, the Brothers Osborne guys are going out uh, in March, and uh, would y'all be y'all y'all want to do this? <laughs> We're like, uh, yeah. It all yeah, it really was just like when it, when it rains, it pours kind of deal. Like I remember 
there was that and then all of a sudden we're playing the c2c festival in london and yeah. then all of a sudden like we maybe are going back to europe in may and and it's going it's my wife is is seriously ready to to just like throw the babies out the wind not really it's not <laughs> yeah it's been a it's been a great we this year started off with a bang and it just it, it's it's one of those years man it feels like uh this could be the year for us to to stay busy and to to reach reach the people man we're that's one of our favorite thing is to play live and and to be matched up with the brothers osborne man that's we're we're fans of them we're friends with them and um i, I i'm sure we're gonna love their their audience and what do you want to call this tour oh yeah well, i told them um, we need to call this tour the beard no beard tour <laughs> beard no beard yeah. duo tour <laughs> yeah you know, I brought, I actually brought my oldest to see Brothers Osborne last summer. They came up here and we were, you know, I've, I've loved the Brothers Osborne for years and they, they blew us away. You know, they were absolutely fantastic. Oh, they're great, man. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Where are you? Um, so I am about an hour south of Boston and about 20 minutes north of Providence, Rhode Island. Right on. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So anytime you guys come up here, you know, let me know because I can't wait to Absolutely. see you. Absolutely. Yeah. Not. Yeah. Come on. You know, I, the house is big enough. You need somewhere to, <laughs> you need, you need somewhere to crash. Let me know. Yeah. Um, so what is your touring schedule look like for the rest of 22? Or is that still kind of hush hush under wraps? It, it's all there. There are a lot of things floating around. It's, it's a, uh, I feel like most of it is, um, you know, you'll find a date like, Hey, here's something in June but it's out in Iowa. It's like, well, can we get some dates that makes, make it make sense? But there's definitely a lot of things popping up. Um, I, I'd say in the next couple of months, it'll, it'll fill out. Yeah. And I think we're going to be like Anthony said earlier, I think we're going to be in Europe uh, a lot this year. Um, they're really pushing, pushing the Everett fellers out there and across the pond. And uh, we're real excited about that. We love yeah. traveling over there. Brent speaking in third person again. What would you call it? <laughs> person for two. Fourth person? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's too funny. Um, but, you know, you guys, you know, when you, you know, when you guys are here or out with Brothers Osborne, you know, unfortunately, you're a little too far from me. And when you are close enough, it is during the week, which really sucks. But um, like I said, you know, anytime you guys are up here and, you know, I'm, I'm, it's the first ticket I'm buying is to see you guys for sure. Oh, Hell heck yeah. yeah, man. We can't wait. We hope we make it up there sooner than later. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's weird because New England has really become, you know, country music heavy over the last decade. And, you know, for me growing up here my whole life, it's, it's a surprise for me because six years ago I couldn't stand country music. And now he, you know, he, here I am. Yeah, Dude, we've noticed like the, the the shift in things or even just like just become more aware. Like I know, yeah. I mean, it, uh, 2018 or whatever it was, we were getting to travel the whole country doing a radio tour where you go from radio station to radio station to play your single and beg them to play it. But like, not really beg them, uh, but um, I guess you do. But either way, <laughs> we noticed that like, you know, New England, uh, Northern Midwest, like pretty much like. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely not hating on the South. I wouldn't, I'm not hating on anybody, but like, I was so surprised how like, how open the arms were for our kind of music yeah. up there. I was, it was just like, well, that's great. We love coming up there. And that, you know, a lot of the Brothers Osborne tour will be up in the Northeast area. So we're excited about that. 
Yeah, you know, I, and I tell people, I think it's, you know, I try to make this as non, you know, political or non, you know, everyday bullshit conversation as possible. But I think, you know, with with country music and, you know, what it, a lot of it, what it stands for and, you know, the feeling people get when it's, when it's played, I think, you know, as a whole, you know, a lot of people, especially, you know, when you get 30 plus, this is the kind of music you're looking for. You know, it, mm. it, resi- it resonates with, you know, us, it, re- it resonates with me as a person. It, you know, it, it's exactly where I am in my life. You know, it's, you know, it's, I think it's what people are yearning for and strive for. And, you know, I think that's what is the appeal. You know, I'm, I'm honestly glad that there are so many different kinds of music, you know, music. Uh, what is the saying? Like a friend to all is a friend to none. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I think, you know, there should be music for people in all different stages of their lives and yeah. in all different areas of the world. Like hopefully, you know, you just do what you do and it means something to somebody. And if it means something to a lot of people, then heck yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think I'm agreeing with you a hundred percent on that because especially, you know, to really point to what you were just saying, you know, I know for me personally, my musical tastes, you know, from when I was a teenager, you know, yeah, I like that stuff still, but it's not what I listen to every day, you know, and same thing when I was in college in my early twenties and, you know, it's my musical taste. I tell people all the time changes with whatever the hell I'm going through in life. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I, you know, I can't thank you guys enough for your time. I know, I know you guys are super busy and, and all that. So I, I really, you know, thank you for being on and thank you for being my first, you know, I guess inside the circle guests, um, <laughs> you know, that that's, this has been a huge treat for me to, to be able to, you know, talk to somebody that has, you know, stood on that stage and actually played for, you know, as their own show. And it's awesome. It's so cool. Man, thank you so much for having us. Yeah. We we enjoy we enjoy talking to you, and hopefully we get to yeah. see you face to face at a show sometime soon. Absolutely. So I do have two questions left. Yeah. Um, that I that I ask everybody, and the, those are, you know, we are the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. So if you're wearing boots, what brand are you wearing? And if you enjoy whiskey or bourbon, or you know, bourbon is whiskey. You know, I don't. That's a whole nother fight. Um, <laughs> but what it. I know we talked about Jameson, but do you have a, do you have a different, um, taste? Um, yeah, I have, uh, two, I can point out on the whiskey. One is you can't ever find it. It's an Elmer T. Lee bourbon. Um, it's very rare. You can't find it anymore, but I love that. And, uh, one you can find is the Colonel Taylor single barrel. I really like that. I feel like what I've been, consistently been a favorite of mine or something i'm just so sad when it's gone i mean i'm sad when the drink in my hand is empty yes. but like uh the knob creek uh distiller select single barrels that are the 120 proof each one i mean obviously they're all single barrels are different but like i've just enjoyed so thoroughly every i mean i love knob creek regular single barrel or what you know i i could drink that every day if i was allowed to drink every day <laughs> um <laughs> But as far as boots go, at the moment I'm wearing Timberland boots. I think. But yeah, I'm wearing uh, these like they're called bed stew boots. They zip up on the back. Um, I don't usually wear these on stage, but these are kind of my more loungy boots. I wear to go write songs and stuff. 
That's awesome. That's, you know, guys, again, you know, it's been so cool to get to know you and, and uh, hear about your story and how you've come to be. And it's, it's really great. And I, I fully expect that, you know, in the, in the coming months or year, you know, Everett is going to be on the tip of everybody's tongue and we're going to not remember a time when Everett wasn't. Oh man. That's so kind. This has been great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming on. And, you know, whenever you guys, you know, whenever the, you know, side B comes out, you know, we'll, we'll push it every time something comes out, we'll push it. You know, you guys, you know, not only a friend to, to me now, you're a friend of the show and I appreciate everything you've done and being here. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thanks for having her back. You're welcome guys. Well, until, until next time, you know, thank you. And we'll, we'll talk super soon. All right. Take care, bud. All right, guys. See ya. Well, there you have it. Our conversation with Everett. What a treat. I can't believe we were able to have a group here on this show that has played the Opry. I, it, it's really a dream come true. I didn't ever in a, in a million years ever think that I would be able to be fortunate enough to talk with somebody that's actually stood in that circle and played in that building. Wow. Like, it's just unbelievable to me. Um... So thank you guys so much for that. You can find all of their stuff all over the place. Spotify, Apple Music, you know, really wherever you get your stuff. Um, follow them on Instagram, Facebook, really everywhere. They, they're a great group of guys. Um, I really hope to be able to see them live soon. Hopefully they come up, up this way to us. Um, but until then, you know, we'll continue supporting them 100%. You know... They are now friends of this show, and I'm forever grateful for them and their time. So thank you so much again, Everett, for for joining me. It was a great conversation. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, for those of you wanting to know what's coming up, um, you know, we don't have a ton right now, which is kind of nice. I'm not going to lie to you. Um we do have some shows coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, really, after after Easter, there's a bunch of stuff. We have the Lansdowne Country Fest, uh, Hardy at Big Night Live. Hopefully, we'll be able to get into that. That hopefully we'll we'll see. Um, Whiskey Myers all in the same week. Those three things are in the same week. Um, and then in May, you know, we got we got the opening of Off the Rails in Worcester. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I also think maybe Eli Young Band in Providence. Maybe. We'll see if we can get that going. In May, we also have Garth Brooks. We have Aaron Lewis. Um, beginning of June, hopefully, Tim McGraw. Um, so we got some great stuff coming. Like, be ready, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be quick. It's going to be quick. It's going to be crazy. Um, also have decided that Season 3 will be starting probably mid-June. I don't believe we're going to take any breaks this time. I think everything's just going to continue to flow, but we're going to, you know, we're going to call it season three um, in June and probably make that June, July, August, and then September start season four and continue on. So everybody, thank you so much for all of your, everything that you're doing for us and, and all that. And oh, big, big thing before I forget in June, second week of June, we're going to be celebrating our one-year Boots and Whiskey podcast anniversary. 
Um, we're going to be hosting Country Jam at Wojcik's Farm right here in beautiful Blackstone, Massachusetts. Um, so if you're a local, um, get tickets to that. You're not going to want to miss that. That's going to have Timmy Brown, Houston Bernard, and a bunch of other uh, local acts. And, um, you know, come out this year, make it big, and next year I promise you it'll be even bigger. Um, so really that's it. That's all we got going on. You know, hopefully a busy summer show-wise. Um, next week we have... I'm not going to tell you who we have, but we have a, another great episode, another great conversation. The next two weeks are, are a lot of fun. Um, you won't want to miss. But again, thank you to the guys at Everett. Thank you to the team uh, over there with Everett. I thank you all so much um, to all of you listening, even for the new listeners that are Everett fans. I hope you are now fans of the show. Um, you know, we do things a little different around here. We just, we talk like, we talk like friends, you know, we don't, there's no agenda here. There's no, you know, there's no fluff. It's just a good time. And, um, I hope you, hope you come back. I hope you check out previous episodes, um, that we have. We have some really great ones and, um, we'll, uh, we'll hopefully see you soon. Um, so until next time, everyone keep your boots on the ground and whiskey in the glass. Cheers. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday and the rest of your week. We'll see you down the road. Good night.